Welcome to Healthy Energy with Margo. In our show, we explore the various ways we can connect to our energy and shift our perspective to create change in our being and in life. Now, here's your host, Margo Nielsen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Magical Monday and Healthy Energy with Margo. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited for today's show as I feel like I get to be part of reflexology history. How did I get so lucky? My guest today is Mardine Stoltz, and she is joining me from South Africa. And Mardine, I am so grateful that you're here with me and that I get to be part of this with you. So welcome. Thank you, Margo and Voice America for having me on your talk show today. I really feel honored to be part of your show. Well, I'm excited. And today our conversation is about embryonic reflexology, which is a groundbreaking natural science which pinpoints exact reflexology points in the gut, where organs originated embryonically and where organs may be affected. So this is a great topic. I'm excited to learn more. Mardine, let's begin by having you share a bit about yourself and how you came to discover embryonic reflexology. I have been a qualified therapeutic reflexologist for more than 30 years, and I also studied naturopathy, iridology, nutritional lifeblood analysis, trans-state therapy, ethnomedicine and ethnopsychology, colon hydrotherapy, vada lymph drainage therapy, herbalism, and studied under expert mentors in a nutritional program headed by the ACG company in the USA. And I'm registered as a therapeutic reflexologist with the South African Allied Health Professions Council. And I'm also registered with EPASA, an ethnomedicine and ethnopsychology uh, practitioner, which affords me the privilege of practicing therapeutic reflexology, iridology, nutritional life, blood analysis, trans-state therapy, ethnomedicine and ethnopsychology in South Africa. And wow, <laughs> that's quite a lineup there. <laughs> Oh, well, it's just that you start with something and you don't stop. You just carry on and on and on because you're curious and you, you need to you need to know things. I know. <laughs> it just sounds so impressive. Uh-huh. Carry on. <laughs> so how I came to discover embryonic reflexology, um, I completed eight years of research on new information and utilized this knowledge in the Embryonic Reflexology Connection Masterclass for Reflexologists, which we're discussing today. Uh, And um, after my completing my iridology studies, I spent many months examining irises, and then I would compare what I saw in the iris with my reflexology finding. One day I acted on the gut feeling to palpate the foot of a patient in a certain area of the intestinal reflex zone, wondering if I could influence another area of the body in the hope that symptoms might disappear. Um, This diseased individual had had a small melanoma, a cancer, on the skin of his sternum area in the middle upper chest area removed a few days before, which he complained was still extremely painful. I had a look at his iris and saw a very dark small defect now, defect in iridology would be a possible pre-cancer cancer, or degenerative sign. So I saw the small defect on his sternum area, and I knew that the sign indicated weak innovation and degeneration, which in his case had become cancerous. After further examination, I found two equally dark defects in a direct line from the sternum to the stomach and intestinal areas. This means in iridology terms that the stomach and intestine were affecting the health of the sternum and that the stomach and intestine were equally, if not more, compromised than the sternum. I had him on my reflexology bed in seconds and started searching with my fingers probing his feet. He suddenly said that I had hit an extremely painful spot on a specific reflexology pressure point on the foot. After a few seconds, my patient with big eyes told me that his pain had vanished in his sternum area where the cancer had been removed. But I had not touched his chest or sternum reflexology area, only the stomach and intestinal reflexology pressure points, and had influenced the painful spot that had been operated on in his chest area in this fantastic manner. My client's body experienced a healing effect immediately and the pain was relieved the second my fingers 
applied firm pressure to the correct reflexology points because this opened his blocked energy field in the intestines and stomach. After that, nothing was the same for me, I can tell you. One case after the other showed up representing all the different organs and I worked from what I learned in iridology and searched for the correct pressure point in the foot where such an organ's origination was represented in the gut. It dawned on me that this was a mind-blowing gift from God and also that I could not keep it to myself because of the good it could do for the reflexologist and the diseased individuals. I recorded my findings until I had finally figured out how, in reflexology terms, the intestines and stomach related to all the other organs and how organs influence one another in specific patterns and how, by applying reflexology, it can be demonstrated and then energetically treated so that the body can correct itself. After five years of pinpointing exactly where each organ originated from the stomach, small intestine and large intestine, I was happy with my findings and finally the pencil charts were professionally drafted and replaced with what we find in the course today. Then I spent another three years researching the relevance of my findings in connection to acute and degenerative diseases. I developed the embryonic lines, triads, quartets and pyramids which serve to illustrate how disease builds itself from one organ becoming unbalanced, leading to another organ, and this then becomes the cause of another organ or two becoming diseased, until 26 factors or organs are the causative reasons for thyroid diseases like Hashimoto's thyroiditis, or 17 factors or organs causing simple underactive thyroid. When the underlying organs increase, and they reach 26, then it becomes Hashimoto's. This explains why underactive thyroid or Hashimoto's disease never seem to heal, because the underlying organs are never brought into energetic balance so the body can heal itself. How can one work with a disease if you don't know how it was formed in the first place? You have to know which organs caused it, so your focus is aimed at the organs responsible for harming the thyroid, for instance. So how can we succeed at opening the energy zones of the thyroid when 26 different factors <coughs> and organs are closing the thyroid zones? People might feel better for a while, but no cure is actually effected because the cure is really only a palliation of symptoms. The same is true for arthritis, with all attention placed on the joints and maybe the liver. I never even consider suggesting an anti-inflammatory herb for inflamed joints and have never and, and I have seen RA, lupus and many other autoimmune cases able to heal themselves in four to eight months after opening the energy zones with reflexology and changing aspects of the diet. And this is not a claim that I make. I am merely reporting what I am witness to or what I was witness to. In these cases, they also experienced a pyramid of disease that involved more than 20 organs or factors underlying their disease. In the end, one does not need blood or iris analysis when you are aware of such possible causes because the feet can tell the whole story. This information is intended to make and keep people suspicious and endlessly curious of all the possible causes to disease. Wow. That is so cool that you were able to, you know, continue to ask and continue to ask questions and have that curiosity about it all and to be able to now share it. So what is embryonic reflexology? Okay, so going to have to explain a little bit on uh, how the... Oh, on embryology, um, so let me do that. In the uterus, the embryo consists of an intestinal sac and out of the intestinal sac develops sprouts or buds from which are formed, to name just a few, the lung, the arm, heart, pancreas, kidneys, ovaries, and so on. In his popular book, Dr. Jensen's Guide to Better Balke, Dr. Jensen explains that a neural arc reflex occurs when a portion of the bowel is irritated by the toxins associated with static petrifactive debris and aberrant nerve impulses, 
are transmitted via nervous pathways to a remote area, in other words, to other organ or organs. He explains that the nervous system connects the walls of the digestive tract to the rest of the body via countless pathways. Thus, other organs are influenced from the intestines. Therefore, whenever the intestines are affected, inflamed or degenerated, it could affect other remote organs that originated from that particular area in the intestines. The intestines have less sensory nerve supply. Consequently, when disease sets in, we will feel it in the other organs affected and not in the intestines, although the intestines were affected first. By the time the symptoms are experienced in the intestines, it is sometimes too late. Any organ or a few organs could be affected simultaneously. While realizing that the intestines are affected, it is also very important to identify the primary factors responsible for affecting the intestines. Iridology underpins embryonic reflexology. It is the natural science of studying and analyzing the science in the iris, which reflect the genetic inherited patterns in constitutions of the human body, together with structural color and neurological changes that occur within the iris over a period of time. And these signs may indicate abnormal tissue conditions in the human body. Iridology enables one to detect degeneration or weak innovation within the body. If a condition is observed in the stomach and intestinal area in the iris, then mostly the effect is also seen in the organs adjacent to the stomach and intestinal area, as shown in the iridology chart, which would place the focus of attention on the intestines or stomach as a possible cause of the condition. The reason for this is that the organs adjacent to the afflicted area were made out of that specific portion of the stomach or intestine that is shown in the iris chart. So starting with von Pixley in 1981, iridologist scientists have done gigantic work. And today we are standing on the shoulders of those intellectual giants like Dr. Bernard Jensen, Dr. Donald Bodine, Willy Hauser, Joseph Cole, Rudolf Stolz, Dr. Daniel Larita, John Andrews, and Dr. S. Haylett. In my research, I, uh, uh, my research, I combined iridology, live blood analysis, and reflexology. So what you can see in iridology and live blood analysis, you can feel in reflexology in the exact location on all the different charts uh, being different modalities, indicating the weakness. We see using iridology and live blood analysis and feel what we see using iridology. So embryonic reflexology shines a light on the development of this embryo. Um, as the groundwork for my discovery, um, I developed two embryonic reflexology charts, left and right stomach and left and right intestinal charts plus the diadenum, which equals five charts that pinpoint areas in the stomach and intestinal reflexolo reflexology zones that via nerve pathways relate to all the other organs of the body. I also developed another two embryonic body system charts to indicate how and where body systems affect one another. So embryonic reflexology is based on the development of the embryo that was proposed by many doctor, doctors or by, proposed by medical doctors many years ago. Simply put, most of the body is manufactured then out of intestinal tissue and thus most of the body is also affected from or out of intestinal tissue. In this context, iridology is an exciting pathway that led to my embryonic reflexology connection finding. So iridology was uh, discovered by von Pixley in 1881 and Dr. Niels von Lilleckwest a few years later and many others followed in their footsteps who added to their work and who verified the exact position for organs in the iris chart with one autopsy after the other, proving the positions but they could never understand why the chart was the way it seemed until it was realized that embryonic reef development organized the way the organs was displayed in the iris. Thanks to iridology and the years of medical scientific evidence seen in the autopsies, I was able to convert this exact knowledge 
into reflexology understanding to help us see how disease builds itself and exactly where to work on opening energy fields first and on what to concentrate on first and then to apply diet and nutrition to organs depleted of such nutrition and able and unable to function. So, Mardine, when you talk about iridology, the live blood analysis, nutrition, um, you're saying a lot that's what you've used here. As a reflexologist, would I need to know more about that or need to know the iridology in order to be able to utilize what what you're using in your course? No, you do not know. Have to know about iridology or live nutritional live blood analysis um, at all to know to understand my course. I, I just use it to um, to prove my finding. Oh, okay. And Mardine, on that note, we're going to go to a break, and we'll come back and hear some more. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Over 20 million people in America struggle with substance use. This impacts both the people who are using and loved ones who are trying to help. Still, there is hope. Tune in to the Beyond Addiction Show with host Josh King. You'll hear from experts and get the real information you need to understand and assist in change. Change can be hard. It doesn't have to be confusing. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. How much health and wellness information have you been exposed to today? Listen to Prescription for Success with Dr. Emil Haldi. Healing and empowerment start from within, but it also takes the best knowledge and advice. That's what you'll find here. Dr. Haldi and his guests will help you make the right life-enhancing decisions for well-being success. Tune in live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Prescription for Success. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margot. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margot. Here again is Margot Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margot. I'm here with Mardine, and we are talking about embryotic reflexology. So, Mardine, how does it differ from regular reflexology? <laughs> okay. Uh, embryonic reflexology is based on a new finding with new charts. It teaches the exact embryonic originating point in the stomach's small and large intestine for every organ in the body. It's an advancement for reflexology. It is written for qualified reflexologists and students of reflexology. And you would definitely like to know exactly where a certain organ originated because that might be the reason for this organ to be diseased. And also in the stomach might be the reason for the left eye losing 80% sight. And how would you not be interested in knowing that this stomach area is extremely diseased? So the focus would be placed on the stomach regarding reflexology, diet, nutrition, lifestyle, and emotional release. If you don't have embryonic reflexology training, then the stomach condition would worsen over time. Uh, So let's say the ulcer palliated each time and then the next organ would degenerate just like the eye did. Therefore, we are the ones that can really work preventatively and we can really work on the cause of disease. Normal reflexology teaches the pressure point for the eye. Um, 
And we might know that the liver, kidney, pancreas are some of the organs involved with eye disease. So therefore, nutritional needs would also be looked at. What the advanced embryonic reflexology section focuses on is what organs affected the liver, the kidney, and the pancreas, and why do we have the nutritional shortage? Why did the person not digest the food? Um, And also, they are definitely not digesting. So how did this indigestion affect the intestines? How did this contribute to acid pH? And how did this impact the mineral metabolism in the body? Not once did I focus on diet yet, but this is also given serious attention throughout the course. So as a reflexologist, how in the course that's how I'm learning the connection between them all like what what I'm you know if somebody comes into me and they have something going on or they may not know but they're just not feeling quite right are we just going through and palpitating different points to see which is the sensitive area to see where the disease might be lying um if if uh, they um would uh come in with a condition like um, diabetes, so they mm-hmm. diagnose, they, they come to us, then you would want to know what all the causes is for the pancreas becoming diseased, would you not? Yes, would I would, yeah. So, so if you didn't know that um, parts of the um, stomach and the small intestine, the, 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 the large intestine and the diadenum, um, has an enormous influence on the pancreas because pancreas is made uh, embryonically out of stomach, uh, small and large intestine and diadenum. Um, and, and there's a problem uh, sli- uh, also uh, in the stomach and that is the cause for the um, pancreas to, to become degenerated because that's exactly what happens then why would you not know, want to know? You would want to know, so you'd go to the exact place in the stomach to see if, if, if that part of stomach is affecting pancreas and you would go to the exact place um, in the diadenum to see if, if that is affecting it. Um, and then, you know, uh, that gives you the information. So you gain the information from your client's foot um, to know whether this is happening. And this is using the charts that you've created to show. Yes, exactly. It shows Very cool. Exactly the, the area. It is exciting. It shows exactly the area um, for, for each and every organ. So there's different areas um, of how this embryo developed. So there's not just one area, and um, that's just the way it is. And, and I use my PEP technique to know exactly, um, you know, is the stomach definitely affecting this um, pancreas or isn't it? And what is this PEP t- technique? Okay. <laughs> um, right, that's palpation exploration pathway. And PEP stands for palpation exploration pathway. And that's to determine which organs are affecting a certain organ. So this is a practical step-by-step exploration pathway to determine how the disease has formed by one organ influencing another and how body systems impact each other. The effectiveness of PEP is also proven later when the patient no longer feels any symptoms with palpation because the energy zones are open and need no more reflexology. And so this is when body systems aren't influencing each other anymore and organs are in harmony, functioning in virtuous circles, no longer vicious circles. So this is a very exciting new tool um, and it can be used to find the pathways to disease and advances practical reflexology to the next level. PEP is used in regular reflexology, which is known reflexology, and also in the beheeled embryonic reflexology, which is the new finding. And you also mentioned the, um, the word PEM in your course as well. Can you maybe explain a little bit about that? That's the the palpation exploration method. method. It's, okay. used to, it's used to determine if an organ is imbalanced or diseased. So this, so we're not diagnosing disease. We're just finding out if this organ is imbalanced. So this method goes. So people come to us and they're already diagnosed. Okay, we're not going to diagnose a disease. We're finding out if 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 this um, organ indeed is unbalanced energetically. So this method causes symptoms to arise when we palpate a diseased organ. And these symptoms are stated 
in each different organ section in chapter four. This serves to prove that the organ needs its energy flow opened up in order to heal itself. The effectiveness of PEM is realized also after a few reflexology treatment sessions when the client no longer feels any symptoms with palpation because the energy zone is open and needs no more reflexology. So so for the pancreas, for the for the hypothalamus, for the liver, there are certain symptoms when you apply pressure on this organ in on, on, on the reflexology pressure point, then that organ gives you a few symptoms. And the more symptoms they feel, the worse this organ is energetically uh, compromised. That's amazing. I just, I'm, I'm fascinated and, and I'm looking forward to, I, I'm taking the course myself. I'm looking forward to diving into it, Mardine. So, um, what can I discover in, in in some of my clients that I work with? So that's very very cool, and thank you for your your dedication to finding this out for us. So it's a pleasure. It's really a, it's 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 awesome. I am extremely excited about this. Oh, I'm sure you are to be able to help people. And I don't know, I get kind of a picture of a puzzle. It's like this is say we'll go back to diabetes and then what's the underlying thing to bring it back to? Can we help somebody heal from that in a total different way? So absolutely. You've been talking about some of the major organs. What are the major organs that start the disease process? The liver, gallbladder, pancreas, adrenal, and stomach. Therefore, the heart, kidneys, thyroid, lung, sinuses become sick last or in the middle, not first. Now that we know the liver and the gallbladder, pancreas, adrenal, and stomach become sick first, the big question is what caused these five organs to become sick? There is a specific pathway every time a person becomes diseased. This is so exciting when you can prove to the diseased individual with PEP how the disease started and how they feel the improvement difference in their condition when you work with the underlying causes. It's really very fulfilling to see reflexology in action using PEP. So lots of you know people might have a, um, a certain symptom and you don't know they might have a symptom um, of a diseased liver. Um, they um, and, and then you would go and work on, let's say, the diadenum. And then the symptom in the, of the liver just immediately disappears. But you've worked on diadenum, so you would you would be focusing on the diadenum, wouldn't you? Because now they don't have the symptom anymore and you haven't touched the liver uh, pressure point yet. That's That's just amazing that you can affect the body that way, like on a whole new level. I mean, to me, reflexology is amazing in itself. And now this just opens up the doorway for something totally different. And, Absolutely. Uh, so with these organs, how can we support them? Okay. When these organs don't function optimally, they can cause and or add to unbalanced pH. Therefore, it is of utmost importance that they do function. You need to know what factors affected these organs to know how to support them. And this is my big message. If you don't know how the organ became diseased, how will you know how to aid the organ? To simply work the reflex points to such organs is mere palliation. I can't stress enough. There are ways to find out what affected which organ. Then go to the start of the problem and get rid of the cause. Then the organ is able to heal. Then it's not palliation. We have to get the message out there that everything is merely palliation if you don't understand which organs are first to start the disease path. We are blessed to be pioneers now and to offer a complete understanding. And this is, this is go back to your course, It's this is what reflexologists are learning in the course through the charts and through what you're teaching, that we get to be part of these pioneers, right? <laughs> Yes, that's what we've got to be. We we are in a in a wonderful. Um, it's the same field, but it's it's completely new, and we can stand out um, by by offering this understanding to people. You, that's you know, exciting. If, you know, if, if if a person if a client comes to you and they tell you um, they have diabetes, and you say, "Why do you have it?" Can I tell you? Can, can, can you tell them? You have to be able to tell them because there are ways that they create this disease. 
and 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 if you energetically focus on the ways that they did it, their body is able to heal. If you do not understand the road to the disease, and you you cannot um, focus your your uh, energy on the pathway, then I am telling you they're going to come back and back and back with the same disease. It's just palliation. I'm sure everyone can can um, agree with me on that one. Some of it, yeah, because I think some clients, things will fade away quicker. And other ones, yeah, there's there's some clients that it's like, I'd like to be able to do more for them. So I think this is going to be um, a very fun thing to play with, <laughs> shall we say, in order to, you know, like just to, to be that exploration of, okay, can I make a difference in a different way by using what I'm learning in your course so that that's very cool. Now we also you almost it's almost like a triangle kind of idea of the disease and then the lines like how you talked about before. So maybe you can explain a little bit about what are triads. Um, so if you have sensitive pressure points in org, of organs and they form a triad um, with one another, and this is now this is according to my charts. You can exactly see what organs can form triads with one another on how these organs um, embryonically um, uh, um, were um, made, if you could say that, um, the way they developed. So they affect one another directly, but they can also originate embryonically. So when um, one unbalanced organ can affect another in a direct line, and if not brought into energetic balance, they will continue to affect the third organ causing a triad. When viewing my charts, it's easy to see the likelihood of such a possible triad. Um, and and this information keeps a person constantly curious and suspecting of underlying <laughs> pathways. So, and I'm able to find out that a line or triad has formed by using PEP again. Triads are vicious circles and needs to be broken for the diseased individual to overcome their health challenges. In the embryonic points in the gut, if the embryonic points in the gut related to other organs are sensitive, it indicates that an embryonic triad is caused by a diseased stomach, diadenum, small intestine and large intestine. For instance, with the HPA axis, which is the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis, which I refer to as the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal triad. So this triad can be influenced by certain points in the stomach, diadenum, and large intestine. And if this is the case, then it is referred to as an embryonic triad. You would not be able to balance such a triad if the stomach, diadenum, or large intestine um, is involved. Uh, so this changes how you think and approach the HPA triad because the underlying factor that you would first attempt to balance would be digestion and intestinal health, if it was an embryonic triad. So embryonic triad therefore means that the gut has certain points that may influence the hypothalamus, pituitary, and adrenal negatively. And if it does, your focus should be towards the gut and the specific pressure points in the gut that relates to the hypothalamus, pituitary, and adrenal. So the steps to take with an embryonic triad is, first of all, you need to answer the, to the question. How did, so we're speaking about not a, a regular triad, we're speaking of an embryonic triad. So the question is, how did the stomach, diadenum, and large intestine become diseased? And when the, you know this, you are ready to go. And this is what I teach in my course. So second then, is focusing on the stomach, diadenum, and large intestinal um, points specific for those organs. Um, then the HPA triad itself, so you'll be focusing then on the hypothalamus, pituitary and adrenal itself where stress is weakening the already weakened glands. And fourth is what was affected after that. Then only do you have the full picture. And you know we don't think in this way. Um, we, we, just, we just don't think, think in this way. So normal practice is to support the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal and to deal with stress using all sorts of herbs and other natural products and throw in a bit of dietary information. So how can we support a gland if we don't know how it became diseased? This is the cause of these glands needing more and more of the support. 
but becoming more diseased as time goes on. The diseased individual needs to know about underlying organs that are affecting more and more organs. They need to become responsible for their health. The doctor of the future is the one that teaches that and that gives enough to take the time to teach health. (laughs) How very true. (laughs) So... I don't know. I, I'm just I'm 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 amazed and I'm curious and I'm just you know looking forward to diving into the course. And right now, Mardine, we're going to go to another break and then we'll come back and hear some more from you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Sometimes it just seems that nobody understands. There's one individual who can help. If you're living with somebody who faces challenges such as autism, Asperger's, or other exceptional needs, you'll want to tune into Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean. Living the Challenge. Together, we'll uncover a variety of solutions to the challenges faced by individuals, their families, and teachers. Listen live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margot. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margot. Here again is Margot Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margot. So, Mardine, how would... Um, a reflexologist learning embryolic, embryonic reflexology, how would it benefit them in their practice? Well, um, they, would, they would be able to discern whether the stomach is more diseased than, the, for instance, the um, hypothalamus. Um, so if there's a hormonal issue, um, then, of course, Uh, you want to go and work on the endocrine glands and you might pull in the liver, but you'd never consider digestion um, as a very, very important factor. So um, I've rarely seen any hormonal imbalances without um, a very big digestive problem being part of it. So the question would be, why are they not digesting? So, and if you can start answering that, then you can help the stomach because how can you help the stomach if you don't know what is affecting the stomach? Can you see where I'm coming from? Very much so. And I just, I go back to just different things in myself. And I remember asking, <clears throat> is the large intestine and sinuses related? And, yeah. you know, like just seeing mm-hmm. that in that way and also different, different other things that I've taken, that digestion was always a big part of it because if you're not digesting... But there's a specific part in the large intestine that lies in a line with the sinuses. Um, so if, if, if there's a sinus problem, then there's a specific embryonic um, reflexology line linked to the pancreas and the spleen. And that's in the left foot. So um, then also in the right foot, you'd have the, um, the liver, also pancreas, um, in that line. Now I'm speaking about embryonic lines. It's it's nothing that um, the normal reflexologist knows about yet. 
Um, so those are the lines that causes um, the sinus problems. So the minute you start working on that part of the um, large intestine where the pancreas originated from, you already have them saying, yes, what are you doing to the sinuses? I feel there's a difference. And then you would go to pancreas um, and you'd work on pancreas and they say, well, you've just opened my sinuses. But the sinus pressure point, the reflexology pressure point for sinuses, you haven't touched it yet. That is very so, exciting. You know, like just to be able to, I don't know, like I'm just, you know, I go back to like how you were curious when I was curious back then, but I didn't quite make the connections and all of that. So this to me is just very exciting with the new discoveries that you've made. And and you also, you have new terminologies too, like a regular liver and an embryonic liver. What do you mean by that? Um, Well, the terminologies um, for the normal charts are regular reflexology charts, um, and for the the um, normal organs are regular, like regular liver. Um, so that's just the, the liver pressure point in the foot is regular liver. So the term- terminology for the new charts are embryonic reflex for the new, yeah, for the new charts are the embryonic reflexology charts and the organs manufact- manufactured from the embryonic stomach, duodenum, small intestine and large intestine are, for instance, embryonic liver. So if you work on the liver, it's right foot. Uh, uh, most of it's on the right foot. So, so, so that's regular liver. So the minute you go to embryonic liver, you're speaking of stomach. The little point in stomach for liver and the point in uh, diadenum for liver and the point, well, the point in large intestine for liver, that's embryonic points. So you're going to palpitate each one of those to see which is the sensitive one. You will, when you, yes, you will go and see if it is, if you know there's a liver problem, they come to you, you you do the normal uh, regular uh, reflexology and you see, my goodness, there's a very, very uh, sensitive liver there. So you'd go and see, now, what does stomach say about that? Is stomach a part and parcel of, is, is stomach causing this liver problem? Is um, is is the duodenum causing it? Is the large intestine causing it? What is causing it? You've got to start looking, and then you'd start, okay, so if the large intestine, uh, um, I mean, the, the let's say the diadenum, so if diadenum um, is affecting it, then for sure uh, you'd want to know what is affecting diadenum, wouldn't you? Yes, yes, indeed. I'm, I'm excited to go play on feet, <laughs> myself included. I, I can work this on myself, right? Like just to kind of start. I've also had people, I'll be your guinea pig. I'll come and (laughs) have it done just to kind of, because I've been sharing with a few people what I've been doing with you, like, you know, having you on the show and then taking the class. So that is very cool. Something else we've talked about, and, and to me it's important, is the pH level in the body. So why is it important? Um. So pH initially, initiates nearly every kind of disease in the human body. Mm-hmm. The microorganisms such as viruses, bacteria, and fungi need a certain environment within the human body in which they can live. For instance, acidity and shortage of oxygen create perfect environments within which they can flourish. But when this terrain is balanced, viruses, bacteria, or fungi cannot survive. The question that needs to be answered is how an acidic condition or shortage of oxygen um, actually uh, arised in the first place. So how did it come about? So when you answer this question, the condition can be addressed. And then also I've witnessed thousands of people on diets using natural remedies or medications to sort out a weakened immune system or a viral bacterial or persistent fungus infection, but it was the unbalanced terrain that caused the infection to start up again and again, not a weakened immune system actually it's the unbalanced terrain um, which causes it all the time so you keep the immune system busy with nonsense so for instance none of these people even knew that they should not ingest liquid with or after food as this causes indigestion and then acidity they don't know that and and the focus is not there that's just one little small thingy that that i'm just throwing in here And then also to catch a cold, the terrain must support the conditions in which a virus will flourish. You know, mosquitoes don't cause a pool of water to become stagnant. They are always attracted 
to stagnant water. In other words, germs are the result of disease, not the cause of disease from outside the body. So the father of pathology said that, Rudolf Virchow. So when our terrain is balanced, it's impossible to harbor a virus or sustain a bacterial or fungal um, infection. So also pH, the way it affects everything, you know, in enzymes that's normally constructive become destructive and the speed of the enzyme activity is altered. So mineral assimilation is affected and minerals can even be leached from the body in an attempt to balance pH. So somebody has a calcium shortage. So what do they do? Please have calcium, have magnesium. I mean, how can you do that? Because you, you, you're palliating. You've got to understand how they got to that condition in the first place. And then only can you even introduce uh, or just suggest a, a, a mineral. And then also iodine um, assimilation, which is essential for thyroid function, is also affected with a, a problematic pH. So iodine needs a near-perfectly balanced pH to be utilized. So hormone balance is associated with non-digestion. Um, you know, so, so uh, we have to really know why somebody is not digesting. So if you don't digest, the intestine is severely affected. And you know what happens then. Then we are toxic. Mm-hmm. Very true. I used to say that, you know, when I took some of my herbal studies, one of the things that they likened it to was, how you talked about catching a cold is you'd have a clean brand new garbage can and then you'd have one that you've used and it's kind of dirty. Where are the bugs going to go? So same as in our body, they would go to the dirty garbage can and same with us. If we're toxic, it's going to go there if our pH isn't balanced. So lots to be thinking about in, you know, we also talk about diet and lifestyle. I'm sure that does play a bit of a part of when you get to a diseased aspect. Would you agree? That happens for sure, but that's the way we live and eat and think. Um, so that's, that's the first thing, but then the, the pathway start, and that's where I come in. So I also focus on that, um, very much so. And, you know, there's not one diet for everyone. There is really not one diet for everyone, and there's a way that you can determine that. Um, so what works for patient A or for person A does not work for person B. It's a paradox. So what's good for, for, for the one person hurts the next person. And we never thought of it that way. They, there's really not one diet for all. That's just a money-making thing. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I, I That's true, you know, because you, you listen to the diets and the, you know, people get on the bandwagon and, and you eat. You might eat that way for a little while and then you go off of it, right? And then, but and person then, I yes, but person A does well on it, but person B will never do well on it because of their oxidating speed. The oxidative speed. So that's why. So you have to look at that. And that's also a lot to do with pH. The amount of meat that you can have on the plate or the amount of fish or the amount of nuts, it, it's got to be right. You can't just have the amount that you want. You're not born that way. It, it doesn't work that way with everybody. Everybody's different. So, so there's a way to determine this. And how do you determine this? How are you? Is this by just going back into the points on the feet and palpitating them and getting them more to a balanced state? No, that's how you, that's how you know you you have done your work correctly and that your client is working along with you. Is when you go there and you see it's becoming better. But the first instance is that with um, uh, kinesiology testing, you can verify mm, whether they can eat certain things or not. Yes, you can. You can. You can have them test for themselves. You can teach them how to do that. You can. You can um, test for them. You can help them with that. So that, that kinesiology, for those that don't know, is muscle testing. We also ask in Access Consciousness: Is body? Would you like this? And and start to get in touch with your body, and being anchored in it. And just you know, is this something that you'd like? And pay more attention because if you did, as opposed to how you said, I think I'll just have these nuts and eat. Oops, ate too much. Yes, <laughs> um, but now you can determine beforehand. That, that's very cool. So, Martin, mm. can you tell me a little bit about your class so that people can understand what it is we've been talking about and how they might be able to get a hold of it? <laughs> okay, the Embryonic Reflexology Connection Masterclass is now available for purchase. So if you're interested in knowing more about it or seeing a sample of it, go to my website, which is www.beheeled, 
and I'm going to spell that B H E A L E D dot C O dot Z A. So it's www.behealed.coza. So the B Healed does not have an E between the B and the H, okay? It's B H. And then people can sign up for my email list there. Then you will get a free preview of the course so that you can see what I have been talking about today. It's an online course with over 450 written pages, five brand new reflexology charts, over 650 pages of images and 90 educational videos. We have a closed Facebook group for students only where we will provide extra teaching and support to those enrolled in the course. And I hope you all will join us. My new finding will greatly enhance your patient outcomes and supercharge your practice. Thank you so much for your interest. Well, I am grateful for you being here today on the planet for one thing. Let's just go with that and, you know, discovering all of this so that we might be able as reflexologists to take on some, you know, learn some new information and be able to help our clients and for other people to be able to get to a different place in a disease process, maybe come back to having a a body that's working a little bit better, more in a healthier state. (laughs) Yeah, that will be wonderful. I mean, it is a gift given to me and I can't wait to give it to, to, to share it with the world so we can take reflexology to the next level. Woohoo! And I'm excited Woo-hoo. to be part of that. And, you know, Mardine has priced her course so reasonably that um, I think it, it's 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 great to be able to do it. And I would love somebody near me to be able to take it as well so we can get together and practice. <laughs> so, um, awesome. Yes, indeed. So thank you so much, Mardine, for joining me today. I am so grateful for you and so grateful to have gotten in touch with you and for your course. And so thank you for being here and for your discoveries. It's a pleasure and thank you for inviting me. I really, I really, I'm I'm so happy to be able to share this today. Thank you, Margo. Oh, you are most welcome. Next week on the show will be a recording due to the holiday in the States. So who knows what will show up that day? I haven't quite decided. So you'll have to tune in just to see. Have yourself a magical week and do something kind for yourself. Get out there, enjoy some sunshine if you're in sunshine area and just be you. So thank you. And we will hear you in a couple of weeks because it will be a recording next week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join your host, Margo Nielsen, for another edition of Healthy Energy with Margo. We're live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What positive energy can you attract in the coming week?